Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. And we're good to go. I want to welcome everybody to another uh, special episode of the Collaborative Cornerstone of America and Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Uh, I am joined with uh, by I'm joined by <laughs> Scott Ramage, and I am Alex Jowdy. Scott, what's up, man? How's it going? It's uh, amazing. Like this moment in this day is incredible. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to uh, collaborate with people like you. It's the highlight of my week, man. Yeah, I, uh, one of my, uh, likewise, uh, yesterday somebody posted in uh, one of the groups, I mean, like business groups on Facebook about, um, you know, what do you do every day to, you know, get through the doldrums or motivate yourself? And I posted this little YouTube video from like Gary Vaynerchuk. It's like 400 trillion to one that you actually became a human being, right? It's this great thing. Like, like it was a 400 trillion to one chance that you're even alive, right? Like, and go. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the perspective I was just kind of reflecting on, on, um, on Thanksgiving and uh, looking back at the years and I just like every year it's kind of like, Oh, this thing you have to do. And it's right. really, it's always been really shallow. And um, like, I'm just so into gratitude. I have a really ridiculous gratitude practice right now. I have for, you know, a year and a half, two years. And I don't expect people to do that, but I so understand the power of perspective. And when you see like the chances of what you that you even became a human right. are insane. It's impossible to not to be grateful when you really break it down and you, and you focus on it a little bit. So anyway, uh, a little off topic, a little time oh. due to Thanksgiving, but uh, that's a really good, really good perspective. Yeah. So, so we wanted to kind of jump right in. We were talking a little bit yes. before we started recording about, you know, where we wanted to go next with this project. And uh, I thought a good idea would be to, continue on that idea of like self work, work on yourself, you know, and last time we talked about, um, you know, taking ownership of like your life, your mistakes, you know, making decisions of like what you want to do, uh, you know, with your life and in not getting caught up in this frozen aspect of like where to start and actually just to actually get going and create momentum by just starting something, you know, we talked a little bit about like yeah. starting, you know, these podcasts, right? When like, we didn't know Jack about podcasting, right? Just, mm -hmm. just start. Right. And then the evol evolution of what's happened with it over the last few years. Right. And, right. and, uh, and I was, and I just happened this, this theme keeps coming up in my life, you know, with black, you know, people I care about, um, you know, and I won't, I won't name names, but you know, I'm dealing with a close family, you know, um, friend and, and he's just, you know, he's in his late thirties financially by all perspective, he's like successful, right. But he's constantly, you know, suffering these like, you know, self-destructive behaviors and depression and, and, uh, and all these other things too. And if you look at it on the outside, looking in, it's, it's literally like it does, it's totally, you can totally see it, right? There's nothing surprising about a situation. If you just looked at it like on paper, right? Uh, no wife, no kids, self-isolates, doesn't spend time with friends, doesn't seek out hardship, doesn't seek out things that make him better, uh, doesn't, uh, pursue things that, in, you know, from a standpoint of like provide fulfillment in life that, you know, like money was the pursuit at first. And then what that does is it constantly brings, um, it brings him back around to, uh, you know, work and careers that are, he's good at, 
but it's in the same environment where it does well, flies up in the company, and then self-destructs, right? And it's just a repetitive behavior over the last like 15 years, right? And it's either burnout or it's like basically like an I don't give a crap mentality and then basically just gets forced out because they're like, dude, you're apathetic, you're missing meetings, like what the hell, right? So, yeah. I think that could take several, several <laughs> right pathways because even someone like that um, may not become like uh, someone a little different, may not become apathetic and burnout, mm-hmm. may just go, go all in and be so singularly focused that there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing other than they're just too focused and too dialed and don't have, don't have vision or, or direction where they're going. I do want to jump in because I've been thinking a lot since our talk last yeah. time we recorded the first episode uh, and it's like, why, why did it take me so long to get it? I'm 48. So I'm, I'm not a young chicken. Um, but I went through all this stuff in my thirties and I tried to reflect back on how my mindset was at that time. And why did it take me a while to get to it? And then why do other people grow faster earlier at a younger age? Um, and I was just completely oblivious. <laughs> so the, I think the biggest differentiator I for for me now and then was life was happening to me instead of um, instead of for me, and so it was super easy to become a victim. Mm-hmm. It was super easy to be fall into what other people thought I should be doing. It was super easy to follow the narrative of of um, our of our society. It was super easy to be the husband that you know the narrative tells me I was supposed to be, which is apathetic and stupid. Um, and so I, I literally didn't know what I didn't know at right. that time. And I think that's a, something for a lot of men. And that's why I really love talking about this because if I would have had a voice like mine, <laughs> I know this sounds weird. If I would have had my voice now, back then speaking into my head, I'd be 10 years ahead right now. And man, that would be pretty freaking phenomenal. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this because I think it just needs to fall on ears over and over and over again until people get it, until men get it. Well, and that actually like dovetails right into one of the topics um, I wanted to get to, which is what causes this like repetitive, like cyclical behavior of whether it's like self-destructive behavior or like muddling through life. Or like you said, you're, you're reacting to life instead of actually dictating the terms of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and actively engaging in things to make your life better, which in turn makes you know, your life and everybody around you better, right? Um, or there are at least their experiences with you. And that gets into, like you mentioned, like you're 48 now and uh, like I'll be 42 Saturday. And so, you know, we figured this out, you know, you could say later in life, but in the, the reality is, is and some people that are still stuck in this mentality, whether they're 25 or they're 65, it's, they're stuck because all those things are stuck in is this like, you know, we recognize those things and then we're like, okay, cool. Like we don't want to do that anymore. So like, like we're actively engaging in like, how do we get better? How do we surround ourselves with better people? How do we surround ourselves in situations that are going to make us better and push us? Right. Those people are still in the phase where everything that they perceive they didn't get right or everything that they failed at is a failure in life instead of a life experience. Right. So we look back at, you know, like I know I've had enough conversations with you where we look back at our experiences, like in our marriage early on, and some of the mistakes we made, we look back at our businesses, you know, that we pursued and some of the mistakes we made. We don't look at them as like these like utter catastrophic failures, right? And like there's nothing that could be taken from that moving forward, right? Like I succeeded in business, but I also failed, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but I'm not looking at it as like that was an utter failure. Like what did I do right? Where did I go wrong? And how can I optimize that moving forward, 
right? And I think there's a lot of guys that are still stuck in this, like my life is a failure, whether they're 35, 45, 65 years old, because they're still stuck in this mentality that that those past experiences are failures, not experiences. 100%. 100%. As soon as I learned that um, embracing failure as, and and I heard this first from John Maxwell, and it was fa- mm-hmm. fail up or fail forward. I don't remember. It's some some direction that's positive. Um, and then, uh, and, and it took me, however, I heard it. I heard it in his books, but it took me a while to really kind of live it. It's very hard to live. But I'm, I'm just going to say from a man who's 48 years old, and I don't think age has anything to do with it. I think it has that experience ladder, right? Like, when did you start to, like, step into the next level? I'm just a late bloomer. But um, look, it wasn't until now that I've had a little success. And when I've had success, I've started to say, okay, well, my bike shop, was that a failure? Well, I look back on it, and it wasn't money-wise. It wasn't business-wise. It wasn't relationally-wise. I made a lot of errors, right. but then I closed it and I did that for to, to improve my life, but it could be very easily seen as a failure. And mm-hmm. I could live in the history of that being a failure, but I would not be where I am today if I hadn't have done that. And right. all the bad things, all of them have led me to where I am today. So I'm saying if even if you're in a bad spot now, the, the differentiator for you might be looking at all the things that led you there and okay, how is this going to catapult me into the next step of my life? So embracing failure, I think, is just a massive, not, not overthinking it, not living in it, right. but embracing it and moving on. Yeah. I, go, ahead. No, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I, uh, I, I have learned to have this conversation with my boys, and it's very, very, very difficult. You know, you have kids, a lot of kids. Um, I have two boys in their middle school, high school. Uh, 13 and 17, almost done with high school and middle school. But um, anytime they fail, I'm like, good. And and it's hard for them to hear. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to say, but I'm like, look, will you do that again? And and then we talk through, I'm like, this is the opportunity to look at it and see what would I do differently next time instead of lamenting it. And I think, and I've also said on my podcast, like I pray daily. I literally pray daily that my kids will face struggles. And then yeah. learn from them. <laughs> yeah, like you don't you don't want them to have like the the path of least resistance because it doesn't build any resiliency. It doesn't build any right. uh, um, any calluses, right? You know, both internal, mentally, physically, like all of them, right? All of the above, right? Whether it's a callus from lifting weights or it's a callus from experiencing uh, experiencing a hardship in life, and then having the ability to be able to handle it and then, you know, move forward and handle it doesn't mean like internalize it, suck it up and move forward. It means like having the tools, whether it's seeking out advice, seeking out, um, you know, counsel, you know, all those, all those things that you do, you know, understanding, you know, one of my biggest struggles in the past was asking for help. Right. And, and I think that's, it continues on from, it's a great spot to pick up from like what we were talking about last time, which is a lot of people were talking about where, I'm stuck because I don't know where to start and I don't know where to start because um, I'm afraid because I've, I failed so much in the past. Well, I think that's actually a really great place to start. Like if we were to actually map this out and write this out into a plan, like where to start making changes in your life, right? I think the first thing mentally is like you have to embrace all the things that you perceive as failures and stop looking at them that way and then start 
even even if it actually means physically writing it down and so making, just gonna say write this yeah, stuff down. yeah write it down yeah say like okay well what did i learn from that where was the positives out of that right like you could even look at it from like like look at where where we are and how we approach because we both have fitness backgrounds right mm -hmm. so we understand now like at 48 42 years old you know we don't train like we did at 24 but i'm stronger than i ever was at 24 years old you know what i mean as far as like you know that goes so it's just i i don't look at like the way i trained as a failure i look at it as an experience i'm like look i wouldn't do that now because i've like if i'm still training the same way i did at 24 years old i haven't learned anything right, right. <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah yeah so good it's so good and i think a lot of this really comes down to like, if you're really struggling, I'll, I'll recommend this book over and over and over and over again. And not everything is answered in a book, right? But, um, you know, the obstacles, the way really gives you by Ryan holiday really gives you a framing of how to look at things that come at you and hit you from the side or from behind and what that can do to catapult you in the right direction. Um, and not just, just don't live in those failures. Like you said, Hey, uh, a great quote, and I'm going to misquote it, but a great quote from the most epic show, uh, Ted Lasso. And I don't know if you watch that, but he's talking to a guy and he's like, what's that? It's on my list. <laughs> yeah, he's talking to and I, I just have my 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 notes open when I watch it so I can write his one liners. But he's like, have the have the mind of a goldfish. Well, goldfish have a three second memory. And so uh -huh. this relates. This is important to identify the differentiator between having a mind of a goldfish and focusing on failures to grow. When you do something stupid and it was just something stupid, have the mind of a goldfish. Forget it and move on. Don't even let it. Like I, I say this to my kids when they're in sports. You miss it. Like if you miss a shot or make a stupid move, mind of a goldfish. You cannot let that yeah. thing slow you down. When you make an error in interacting with somebody in the work that you're doing, in the way that you're pursuing growth, um, the way you responded to somebody, that is something you have to focus on look at reevaluate and and decide how you're going to learn from that so there's two ways to handle failure um mind of a goldfish is going to let you not hang on to things that are inconsequential they just don't right. matter who gives a crap if you said something really stupid in front of a group of people that they don't care it just made you not look as smart as you are have a mind of a goldfish yeah a business decision that went awry a friendship that went awry uh a job uh failure those are failures you should use scroll exactly and it's it's that part where you look at it you know the, the mentality of looking at it as an experience and then what you can glean mm -hmm. from it what you can learn from it and then how you can use it to get better you know because you know let's be honest right we're talking about what we you know how we get stuck as uh you know in our past failures right or we look at them as failures but the reality is is if you're continuously making the same mistakes over and over and over and you're not growing from them okay well okay that is, you know that in itself is a failure it's a failure to address you know these gaping holes in your life it's a failure to um realize that you are making the same mistakes over and over again and you're not learning from them you're not growing from them you're not making any changes in your life to to stop repeating that behavior, you know, and that's, and that can apply to anything, whether it's, uh, how you treat your wife, how you treat your kids, uh, how you treat your business, uh, how you approach building relationships on all levels. Right. So, so you got to look at like constantly looking at where can, where can I improve? Where, uh, where did I go wrong here? Or, you know, not, not always even where did I go wrong? Where, where could I have done that better? Yeah. 
What, yeah. where, where are my areas for improvement? Now, yeah, exactly. this is perfectly, perfectly aligned with the next step, which is surround yourself with, a, with, a, with the right people. Mm-hmm. Pursue relationships with the right people. This is why you and I talk. This is why you and I are on a podcast together. This is why I have my business partner with my partner and why I talk with them almost daily. Because I sometimes can't handle failures and things by myself. Mm-hmm. And I also don't have a really good mirror. My mirror reflects what I think it should reflect rather than what it really does. By having the right people in your circle who are willing to get rid of the fluffiness and say, hey, Scott, you're really screwing up right now. And this happens at least once a week. <laughs> you're seeing this wrong. I think your mindset sucks on this. I think, and it's done out of love. And this is not an easy thing to do, but I have people who will tell me if I don't ask or if I ask, you're failing in this area or right. you're not, you need to take a look at this area. So that's, that's really the next one is, is finding a circle of people. Uh, let, hey, look, you're going to get burned. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've, I was afraid to, to get close to people because I'm going to get burned. It's going to happen, but yeah. it's, it's a process of elimination. It's a process of time. No, you're right. You're right. And uh, I think that's where like that next step of number one, looking at your uh, past perceived failures and taking the experiences. And then now you're going to move forward with it because you can you can glean and look back and, and, and learn. Right. But then, OK, now now the application process starts. Right. How do you apply it to your life going forward? And one of those things is obviously pursuing things that make you better and taking a couple things that you perceive as your failures and starting to basically engage in those subjects again, but in a healthier way, in a smarter way, in a way that's going to set you up for success, not, not for failure. Right. So if you know, you're struggling, you know, one of the things that's like the best thing for mental health is your physical health. Right. Like yes. I guarantee you, most people, you know, especially the guys that we're talking to are struggling. I guarantee you their physical health isn't the best, you know, and just because if you're, if you have a six pack, doesn't mean you're in great shape and you're healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So I know like alcoholics that have a six pack, you know, that yeah. their body fat percentage is great. You know what I mean? But you know, they're not healthy. Right. And they don't have healthy habits. Yeah. There's, this is, there's a lot to unwrap here um, because I've done healthy practices for years, uh, lifting weights. Cause you know, right. there's so many amazing benefits to lifting weights. And especially as you age, boosting your testosterone and your frequency mm-hmm. levels, your, um, you know, a lot of things. Plus, I just want to be able to do stuff. Functional, functional fitness or functional ability is huge, huge to me. But um, one part of the, like health for me is getting into a flow. I get into flow state when I'm doing some things. Mountain biking, I get into flow state. My right. brain is open, and I learn from my surroundings, and I, I have a much better flow of cognitive ability and and release of freedom to think some crazy things that have gotten me in some great places. So there's another benefit of the health part too. Right. And, you know, if you're one of those people where the, the struggle of, you know, hanging on to past failures and, and uh, having these kind of toxic habits that you're continuously pursuing, like that are continuously coming up in your life over and over again, they're presenting themselves. Right. Well, you know, the first thing is, is being honest with yourself and saying, like, these aren't happening to me. I'm either allowing them to happen or I'm actually making them happen because of the choices I'm making. Okay, so then how do you change that? Uh, well, the first thing is to recognize that, you know, like you're not alone. You know, now you may have chosen to be alone for a long time, but like you have to stop that, right? 
So how do you find like that better, um, that better tribe, that community, like, well, then go do, go join things and go pursue things for your physical health. There's one aspect that also involves doing that with other people, right? There's something of value of that shared suck. You know, I forget who, who brought that up first, whether it was Jocko or somebody else, like sharing the suck, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's joining jujitsu, whether it's joining a CrossFit gym, whether it's, uh, you know, a mountain biking community, like, you know, whatever it is, right? Like that you choose to do. It's something that, especially for, you know, men in their 30s and up, right? You're doing something, you know, in your adult life and you're, especially if it's something new that you're picking up. So you're choosing to be like humble and, you know, um, you know, put your ego in check and say like, I am not the best at this. I'm probably going to suck at this for a little while, you know, and um, you get to do it where you're surrounding yourself with other people that are also choosing to do this at the same time. You know, that is one of the things I really enjoy about jujitsu. It's, it's humbling, right? Um, it's something that sometimes um, my ego says like, I don't want to go today because I know what we're working on and it's not my favorite thing to do or it's not right. actually something I'm good at, right? Um, but the third part is, is I really enjoy it. So I find joy in it and the joy comes from, number one, the people that I see there and then I interact with, and two, the joy of knowing I'm making myself better. Yeah, yeah. You you named the some big ones. Uh, CrossFit was that for me. Uh, I haven't done jujitsu, but I think the real draw to these is that community. But mm-hmm. also, I think it is doing hard things with other people. And guess what? There's usually someone who isn't first place. Yeah, which I would call <laughs> losing. So. What does losing do? It teaches you how to embrace failure. It teaches you how to that first step, like how to see failure as an opportunity for growth. It's a perfect model. So you're kind of wrapping everything up in this really cool package. I don't know who to hang out with. Well, go do CrossFit. Go join a BJJ gym. Go get into mountain biking and suck with a group of guys that are just crushing it out there. Or, you know, I don't know. There's, there's so many other mountain climbing and all these other things, but go somewhere where you suck. I was interviewing a gentleman who's very, very successful. And he's like, I just, as soon as I get proficient in something, I'm bored. So I go do something new. So I have to learn it again. It keeps me feeling alive. And I think there's something to that. Like, you know, um, boohoo on him. He's, he's been pro in everything he's ever tried because he's just one of those guys. So I'm like, well, yeah, I don't think any of us get to the place where we're that proficient and get sure. bored. But well, those are, the, those are the outliers, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I think, you know, I've been contemplating this because uh, jiu-jitsu is so, so huge right now and everybody's talking about it. I think it always has been. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about it. CrossFit's gone through its things too. It's like, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? It's the shared suck and community and yeah. the people you meet. Yeah. And, and if like, if you're trying to find, you know, if you're, if you're a, uh, you know, if you're somebody that's through the practices of your past have become isolated, right. And it's easy to like wallow in self-pity and depression and, and looking at all the negatives in life. Well, obviously one of the ways to get out of that besides just telling yourself not to do that anymore, which is, you know, like <laughs> it's it's very difficult to do that, right? It's kind of like trying to teach yourself a skill without having any, um, any you're like, like you're not tapping into any source of education or experience whatsoever, right? If if you're looking for that, okay, well, go put yourself in those situations and get surrounded by those people, yeah. and then that's going to start building that foundation. Like perfect example, like yesterday, <laughs> we're in class, and this week is like we're wrapping up the year of curriculum in in uh, over here at SBG, and. It's like, hey, 
you guys are all been doing this anywhere from a year to, you know, three, four or five years. Right. So what he likes to do at the end of the year is, um, you know, have a game plan, you know, like we're drilling, we're doing this stuff then we go to open mat. Okay. So what's your plan? What's your first move? What's your second move? Like, how do you visualize this? Right. If you were going to compete, what's the plan? So, you know, you got all these adults, right? Everything like, I don't know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> unless, unless you've competed, right? right? And and the concept was like is, is the visualization aspect of it. And, and this isn't to get too woo woo. It was very simple and straightforward. It was like if you're in a match with somebody, right? And let's make it simple, right? Statistics show like in jujitsu, seventy five percent of like victories come from whoever scores the first points, right? And that probably happens in a lot of sports, right? Yeah. Okay, so statistically speaking, you want to be the one to score first, right? Well, in jujitsu, right, you both start standing. Whoever ta- scores the takedown first, right, gets, you know, we'll get some points, right? So, so we just started with a simple ex- exercise, which was like, does everybody in here have a game plan of how they're going to take down their opponent if we started a match, right? He's like, and there's no pressure, just yes or no, raise your hand. Half people did, half people did. He said, okay, I want you guys to start thinking about a plan. Wait a few minutes. Okay, cool. Once we went through that whole process and we kind of mapped the whole thing out, he's like, great, now we're going to split up. And we split up in like groups of three based on, you know, about size and experience. And, and it, we basically played King. So like, we're like 30, 40, 50 years old. We played King of the Hill, That's right? Fun. Everybody lined up against the wall. He brought two people out, right? You know, tap hands and go, right? First one to secure a takedown wins. That loser goes out, winner stays in and then just keep going. Well, so I'm in a group with like my buddy Denver, Andy Stump, and about two other dudes. And so there's like, like four or five of us, right? You know, and we're all over 200 pounds, all, all over six feet tall. And Andy just wipes the floor with us. <laughs> right so now there's when we were getting ready to go like i'm 42 years old i've I've competed in football i coached i've opened gyms i've you know what i mean i'm i have two podcasts and it's like okay you're gonna go one-on-one with people and like that little you know little you know insecure little kid and he was like oh shit yeah yeah (laughs) you <laughs> have hands and go and then like now you're having fun and like you're sharing in it and, and we're just having a blast and it wasn't a matter and then like on the second round after we came back around again it wasn't like crap i'm gonna get my ass kicked i was like okay what did i learn from that last one how can i get a takedown i know what he's gonna go for right so and you know so it was it was a lot of fun it was a little nerve-wracking it was definitely uncomfortable at first right you know, yeah. but I know for a fact that that made me better. Did not like I didn't come out of that situation going like, oh man, I wish I didn't do that. Right, right, yeah. So, right. and that's yeah. a prime example, like in this small yeah. little like concentrated bubble of like this, you know, pocket of time of how that one little thing you can take and apply to all things in life. Make yourself a little bit uncomfortable. Do yeah. some things that are going to put you out of your comfort zone. They're going to be both physically and mentally. Uh, uncomfortable and hard and then also do it with other people who are also doing it so share in that experience yeah and that builds community agreed yeah that's so good that's so good so i think the the main overarching thing is if you feel stuck like or you're you're not growing or you're in a vicious cycle um or (laughs) you're reflecting and thinking i haven't grown as much as i wanted to grow there's some real action steps we we place place in here. And quite honestly, mm-hmm. we, we said, you know, embrace failures, surround yourself with people. And then we went into health. Yeah. But you could literally start. This is the beauty of this one. You could start yeah. with the health and say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go way out on a limb. I'm going to join a gym, whether it's jujitsu, CrossFit, I would do something with group involvement. Yeah. You can lose that. That's my, my encouragement to you. Like do something you can lose that. You can lose in CrossFit every single day. You can lose in 
jujitsu every single day. You will, by the way, you yeah, will lose for and sure. <laughs> you, uh, you can lose in all sorts of other things. Maybe you go, uh, shoot trap or skeet or whatever, you know, like there's, there's things for everybody. There's things for it. Maybe you're a chess player, like just do it, but do it within a group, do it in a place. And I think these other things will start to flow into your life. You'll start to see failure as an opportunity to growth. And it's more of not that you haven't been put in those situations before. It's more of your mindset and mind frame around, Oh, this applies to everything in life. Yeah. You just have to have that in place. Cool. So I think a way to kind of wrap this up would be, just kind of like what you said, if we were applying it like in a, in a step application, it's take note of your perceived past failures and turn them into learning experiences. Write them down too. Yep, exactly. Write them down and then leave that crap behind. You know what I mean? And like, and and it's not like some magic thing where you're never going to think about again, but like leave that feeling of failure behind, get rid of that, dump it, right? Offload it. Yeah. Let me, let me add just real quick to that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those, you're you're writing a, a story and a narrative in your head. You're writing a story in your head of failure. You're writing a story of in your head of you being a victim. Rewrite that story. Like, yep. look at it. Be like, well, yeah, I am a victim because of the way I'm seeing it. But if I change the way I see it and say, forget this, I'm moving forward. That's what you're talking about, and that's huge. Yeah. Okay. Good. Sorry. No, no, that's golden. And then um, what I'm thinking is, um, in the next one, let's come up. And actually, I was going to post this question. I think it'd be great to post it on our social media and put it out on this podcast right now for the next one is I'd like to hear uh, things that people have done that, you know, follow our social media or listen to this podcast and, you know, give some feedback of things they've done to start, you know, getting themselves in these positions of uh, uncomfortable situations to make themselves better. You know, physical things they've done, whether it's, uh, you said, pursuing jujitsu, CrossFit, um, you know, uh, a group class, like a fitness class, you know, like kickboxing, like whatever it is, right? Something you're doing, um, learning to hunt, right? Like joining a hunting group, right? You know, something hard, difficult, uncomfortable, right? So I want to, I want to hear, you know, some, uh, some stories and, and then we can, on the next episode, get into like maybe pick three or four and outline kind of the process and the benefits of those things. Yeah, agreed. And then um, for future, we'll, we'll, I think we need to chat about relationships when you continue about mm-hmm. you know, these same things, relationships. And then I think we need to talk about wealth, money, finances. Yeah. So those are, those are, but yeah, I, I want to see what people have to say. I, yeah, I interesting. Yeah. Cool. All right, Scott. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, the Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from the Brotherhood of Fatherhood.